Welcome to the fourth week in Lent. This week we are talking about the spiritual discipline of giving. And we'll begin by reading an excerpt from Paul's second letter to the Corinthian church. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 5. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then, by the will of God, also to us. Generosity. Generosity of spirit. This is one of my favorite lines in a movie. In the Christmas movie, The Family Stone, the patriarch of the Stone family is trying to maintain a sense of order in the judgmental and aggressive havoc that his family is gearing up to wreak on a family outsider. This family clearly loves one another. In fact, they love one another quite fiercely and protectively. But in their love and protection of one another, they make it incredibly difficult to bring new members into the fold. Later, and in another attempt to encourage his family, Mr. Stone speaks to them of welcoming without judgment and with open arms, like a civilized family might. Generosity of spirit is described as an openness. It is the state of the heart that allows us to openly and freely share of ourselves with one another. Instead of building up walls of protection out of fear and of love, we open up our arms and welcome others into the family. In love, we give. Out of our understanding of God's love for all people, we are generous. And as children of God, we welcome one another. The act of giving is an act of overflow, abundance, and gratitude, not reserved for those who have so much, but for those who know that all that they do have comes from God and thus belongs to God. It is a practice of perspective, acknowledging that what one has comes as a gift and must be treated as such. Throughout the Old Testament, we see laws and commandments regarding the way that the Israelites were to give offerings and sacrifice, and more often than not, we see that legalism rather than gratitude prevailed in the act of giving. In the Corinthian church, the majority of the believers were poor, and very few were rich, reflecting the very steep social makeup of the rest of the city. It is believed that disparity in wealth accounted for some of the struggles between Corinthian believers, causing some to be in the family and some to be out. And these lines were predominantly drawn in the Corinthian church by socioeconomics. Paul has often spoken of the collection in his letters and in the Acts account of the Jerusalem Council. He made clear that this offering is to meet the needs of the poor. But even more so, Paul emphasizes that this giving and receiving of one to another is a recognition of the unity we have in Christ. In this collection, believers are indebted to one another 
and participants in God's overall plan to make us one, reconciled to one another, and reconciled to God. Paul encourages the Corinthian believers to see their wealth in a different light, encouraging them to recognize that Jesus gave up his riches to take on poverty for the sake of each believer. He encourages them to see where real wealth resides, not in what one has, but what one can give for the other. Giving as a spiritual practice requires the same of us. We are called to examine our lives, take an inventory of our gifts, and give out of a perspective of abundance. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, so it says in James 1.17. So as we receive such gifts with humble hearts and open hands, we give in the same spirit. Generosity. Generosity of spirit. It takes practice. It takes discipline.